This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's time to Take Command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. So this is tough, man. I would probably go best offensive lineman available and in my opinion that's Peter Skaronski um, from Northwestern uh, I guess you could go Christian Gonzalez here too if you really wanted to Tyree Wilson like defensive line is a huge need for them and I know people say oh they have uh, Chandler Jones they have um, his name escapes me at the moment uh, uh, Crosby Crosby who's probably the best one of the best edges in football but I think um, Chandler Jones did not play very well last year. And if you go, yeah. want a guy with some high upside, Tyree Wilson, Skaronsky, Tyree Wilson seems like the high upside play here at seven. And also I think if you need offensive line help, which wasn't terrible last year for them, but I could definitely see them going Peter Skaronsky here. Um, cause he's a, he's a very good football player. So, so I, what, what about Levis potentially here? You know, they just signed yeah. Jimmy, but Jimmy's an older guy. He's had, or not older, but he's like, he's on the plus side of 30. Um, he has had the injury issues. Obviously I think they're bringing him in to be the starter and think they can win a bunch of games with him. McDaniel had him in, in new England. Jimmy's pretty much won everywhere he's been. Uh, it makes sense, but he's not, you know, is he a bridge guy eventually, but like, are you still, uh, you know, have you, have, you haven't even gotten on the bridge yet. Like I, I don't yeah. think I would go quarterback if I was them considering I, I just brought in Jimmy. If it goes sideways this year, you're going to have another high pick and you can go into this loaded quarterback class next year and take one. Um, Levis is staring at you at seven. I think you think about it, Yeah, but, I agree. and also obviously if, if someone wants to trade up, like that's, that's possible, but I tend to agree with you that going some going some other direction is probably the right play. Um, I'd say let's go Skaronsky because that's what we would do, right? Well, that's, I think, I think that's Skar- how we're doing. I was just about to say, like when I was, I just was reviewing my notes while you were talking, and I have a, be- a slightly better grade on Skaronsky because I think he's a more he's, he's more consistent, right? And that's an important thing to kind of acknowledge about Tyree Wilson is that like. He, while being a physical freak, he's very raw still, you know, and so you are kind of projecting him a little bit. And if you're Oakland and if I'm the GM, I want, like, I I look at what Washington did last year and they just took good, consistent football players that are good, consistent starting players. And I know people want to hit the ball out of the park, you know, with the picks, pick seven in the draft, but I want someone who's going to hit. You know, and he can play yeah. tackle, he can play guard, he can play center, like he can fill that out wherever you need him to do. And I just feel like it's it's the most likely pick at this spot to hit, I guess is what I'd say. 
All right, Peter Skaronsky, pick is in. Let's do it. Which gets us to number eight. And I think the Atlanta going. Falcons, everyone is mocking Christian Gonzalez here. Are we just going to follow that, or is, is there someone else that you would consider based off the board? It's pretty funny. You know, they've got, uh, PFF does, needs quarterback. Uh, yeah. That doesn't seem to be what they actually think, though. They're right. going to roll with Desmond Ritter. Took a, a fairly high pick on him last year. Um which is what I would do too. I would not. I would not go Levis here for, especially for what they do. Right. Um, I would probably I don't go. Think there's a, Tyree Wilson would be the guy that I would think about here. Like yeah, that, because I know they need defensive line help. I know they have uh, you know Grady Jarrett. They have um, the kid that they drafted out of Penn State who's got some pass rush upside. But they need help along the defensive line. Now, could they go corner here? Absolutely. But I do think, from a philosophical standpoint, just looking at what they do offensively, I think they value trench play and. You know, here's a big physical athletic dude that is going to be more impactful down to down. And again, you talk about consistency in terms of production. I know we took Devin Witherspoon at six, but corners tend to be very challenging to project. You know, they, it's, it's scheme dependent. It's philosophy dependent. It's a whole bunch of different stuff. And Tyree Wilson, just put him at edge and say, hey, man, have fun. Go get the quarterback. Go find the ball. And uh, those guys tend, tend to translate a little bit better. Wilson's a like kind of a speed guy too, right? Like really quick, explosive athlete. He's like he's just a big old son of a gun, quite honestly, man. Like he's just huge. You know, he's six six. I think he's two seventy five, two eighty, and he's just a big, strong, not overly twitchy, but fast for his size type of guy. Like when you're watching right. him, like the best way I can explain him is like you've been to a high school football game before, and you're watching, and there's a guy going D one, and he just jumps out because he's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit stronger. He's a little bit faster than everybody. That's kind of how Ty- Tyree Wilson is at the college level, right? So here's here's why I'm asking. Because they've got that turf down in Atlanta. And yeah. I think back to like the old Indianapolis Colts teams that were built to like pass rush indoors with Dwight Freeney and, and Robert Mathis, right? Um, would you go a kid uh, like on some speed, like the kid from Georgia, potentially? Um, so what I would say, name, I'm, I'm totally really, forgetting I'm really glad Nolan you brought Smith. This up. Maybe I'm really, I'm really glad you brought this up. This is a great point. So there, this defensive end edge rushing class is very deep. Like you can get a really good player. I'm sure in the second round for, if you're Atlanta, you can get, you know, Felix and DK, uh, the kid from Kansas state You can get the kid from Iowa state. Will McDonald, the fourth you can get, there's some really kind of more in the mold of what you're describing kind of twitched up super pass rushy type guys who have very, very high upside. And I would say based, if you're doing a two round mock, you probably go Christian Gonzalez here. Just having, having said that, just because I think at eight, all right, when they're, when they're picking in the second round, there will be a very good pass rusher there. The kid from Northwestern is another guy. Um, gosh, what's his name? And uh, it's got like a lot of consonants and vowels and stuff, <laughs> but um, a freaky kind of guy as oh. well. So, yeah, Edaboare. Edaboare. There we go. Yeah. So th- that guy will probably be there. You know what I'm saying? So with that kind of pass rush depth, you, there's not a Christian like Christian Gonzalez is a is a is a first tier corner in my opinion. So based on that log- logic, why not go Christian Gonzalez here? All right. Uh, which puts me now in the position, I guess, to to pick between the two. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Gonzalez. Yeah, because if you're doing a two round mock. Well, I mean, yeah, we're we're not gonna go through all. We're not like we're not gonna do a seven round mock today, but in theory, like we're doing the first of what eventually would be the full draft. So, right. 
Uh, we should let this that infiltrate our strategy. Toughest one for me, quite honestly. Yeah. So now we're at pick nine after Gonzalez goes eight. Chicago Bears. Uh, this is obviously Carolina's original pick. They need everything. Uh, you got Levis on the board, Tyree Wilson on the board, and then you start to get some of the receivers are, you know, are starting to crop up as, you know, best available on PFF's list. I know those are a little high from where you have them. Yeah. Um, like to Paris, me, I, I, Paris Johnson Jr. would be interesting here. Yeah. Tack like tackles interesting for them, but they need D line help. And Wilson's probably the best player on the board. And on That's some level, point. I think you just don't overthink it. Point. You just take Tyree Wilson. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I, I buy that. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, let's let's just do that. And keep it moving. Yeah, uh, Tyree like, Wilson. Right. Don't overthink it. Right, he's the best player there. It doesn't need to be. A, you know, if he's there, they're probably going to pick him. Right. So, right. All right. Eagles at ten. Uh, they are the opposite of the Bears. They don't technically need anything. Uh, they're <laughs> awesome. Uh, but I, I mean, it's funny because if Wilson falls to them, like they're obviously taking him because yeah. they just take edge dudes in perpetuity and then always have great edge players. Um, Nick, could you scroll down a little bit on this list to the right here? Uh, so we see our best available here. Um, so this is where I think it's interesting because I think Kalijah Kansi is really interesting. And I think Lucas Van Ness is super interesting here, I think, for them. Kansi is the kid out of Pittsburgh who everyone is like, oh, he's Aaron Donald Light because he's went to Pittsburgh. He's undersized and he's incredibly quick. But like, just so people understand his athletic profile, if you do blind resumes of him, like his combine numbers and Josh Norman's combine numbers, you don't know who's who. Now, there's a reason Josh was a sixth round pick. And part of that was the measurables. And obviously Josh was able to overcome them for a long time to be one of the best corners in the game. But like, that's the kind of athlete we're talking about yeah. with Cansey. Um, whether he can translate it anywhere close to what Donald has done uh, seems unlikely because Donald's the best ever at his position. But super intriguing. And then Van Ness, kind of this big stout edge guy uh, yeah. that we've talked about uh, before on the pod for sure, is a potential option at 16 for Washington. Yeah, so I think Hargrave's interesting. Like, you know, Hargrave departs, goes to um, San Francisco from Philadelphia. He was kind of their pass rushing three technique. You have... Jordan Davis, who's going to be in there on first and second down. So they do, and you mentioned, they have the scaffolding to support a very specific solution for Kalijah Kansi. You know what I mean? Like they have, you know, like much like when you need to draft a running back, like it's not the right fit for everybody. It's Kalijah Kansi is not the right fit for everybody. Right. But I do think Philadelphia in their defensive line approach, this guy could be the right fit for them. So you know, if they pass on him, let's say they go a different direction. Let's say they go Lucas Van Ness. Etabare is very similar in terms of athletic profile to him and also can play three technique and will be available when they pick at 30. So it's also kind of like, do you want to, is there a player on the board right now who you feel better about? And just looking through this list, I mean, you know, like the other player, I think they would think about drafting as an offensive lineman, but the top two guys, um, I guess Paris Johnson's available, but he plays tackle. Yeah. I guess you could draft him to play guard, right? They just lost, uh, they lost their right guard in free agency. Right. Um, and then he's kind of waiting in the wings for Lane Johnson to retire to play right tackle. I could see that. And they always are kind of planning a year or two out. Um, what do you think, Craig? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Yeah. I mean, if I'm them, I'd probably want to trade out if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is like who's trading up and for what, uh, the, it's been interesting to watch the offensive line kind of stock fluctuate throughout this, this process where it used to be like, there's no way all three of the top tackles are going to be available for Washington at 16. And now it's like, yeah, maybe two of them will be available. Um, I would probably like Philly has the luxury of doing whatever they want. Right. And if they think can't see, is a guy that can be super impactful for them. I think they just pull the trigger and they don't, I'm not say they don't care about the value. Um, cause as I said, they would probably ideally like to trade back somewhere in the, you know, the 15, 18 range somewhere in there. Yeah. But I say for, for what we're doing, let's go. can Yeah. Okay. Cause it, you know, he's, if him and Jordan Davis are your one and three technique for years to come, like feel pretty good about it. They are very pro defensive line. You know, so the, Lucas Van Ness would be an interesting one here as all as well. I could see them going that way because they like those big pocket pocket pushing guys. I just think Cansey has more juice, you know, so it's yeah. like it's a very specific thing, but you know, Philly they can they have the scaffolding to support it, so why not? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Kalaja Cansey is the pick at 10. Uh that's the one we're going to get crushed for on the internet. All right. Uh <laughs> Let's go to so that's top ten picks uh, in in the bag. We're gonna have to speed up here. Uh, we'll, we'll speed through the second half once we get past Washington. Yeah. But, uh, we'll 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 keep you know kind of talking about these top guys as we go. Everyone's mocking wide receivers to Tennessee. At oh 11. really? Um, it's rich, but um, I mean, based off this PFF board, we're looking at not so much because right now, uh, for those listening, the PFF board best available has Levis, Quentin Johnston. Uh, the wide receiver out of TCU, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the receiver out of Ohio State, Brian Branch, then Lucas Van Ness is the best available, Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of Penn State, best after that. So if that's the case, and all of a sudden these wide receivers are maybe sitting a little higher on people's boards than we anticipated, going wide receiver, the biggest need that Tennessee has, doesn't seem so off-putting here. So I would say, Logan, pick your favorite wide receiver or... They just obviously moved on from Taylor Luan. Do you go Paris Johnson and go left tackle? I mean, I know they signed the kid um, from Philly, the backup left tackle for them. Uh, yes. Dillard, is that his name? Yeah, Andre and, Dillard. Um, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in him. And I think I like Paris Johnson as an upside play. Is he raw? Yes. Is there some developmental work there? Yes. But he does have the position flexibility in that group to play guard and tackle it's a safer pick than these receivers. Like if you're going to go receiver, you probably go ja- Jackson Smith and Jigba because he's the most polished, but he also only played in the slot at Ohio state. He didn't play, he only played two games last year because of a hamstring. Quentin Johnson's a physical freak, but doesn't catch the football super consistently. Now is that quarterback play, whatever it is. I don't know. I just, again, I just think you want to kind of bet on the offensive line. Like they're just safer picks. That's why they get pushed up. Will Levis here would also be interesting. How do you feel about? I, I was about to ask you that because, it, depending on what you think of what of what Malik Willis did last year in practice and such, like, do you really feel good about that moving forward? Because yeah. he, I mean, he was basically unplayable. Um, I mean, they they had a playoff game. They started Joshua Dobbs, right? Yeah. That was a playoff game, or it was, yeah. it was just it was a Week games, Eighteen game? Games. Yeah, yeah, like. That's that's concerning. Yeah, um, did you just miss? Do you not have the infrastructure to support him? Um, did he need the year? Like whatever it may be, um, unless you think that he's gonna figure it out, I would just take Levis. Yeah. But 
I don't think they're going to do that. I'll, I'll, I will infiltrate a little bit of what I think their thinking is here and pass on Levis. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say let's go Paris Johnson here let's and just take yeah, the, the, the safest thing. And, you know, they're still trying to build that infrastructure probably around Derrick Henry and kind of that's going to be even when Derrick Henry ultimately moves on, right. do they, you know, do they kind of build that same style of football? So let's go Paris yeah. Johnson. Uh, Nick, pick is in. Uh, Paris Johnson tackle at Ohio State. I'd All probably right. go Quinton Johnson here for Houston. Is what I would. Yes. Do. So yeah, let's let's just go ahead and and kind of blaze through that one. Quinton Johnson, best wide receiver, or Johnson, best wide receiver on the board, goes to Houston with their second pick. Jets, who presumably have Aaron Rodgers coming in, uh, they they could use some help, uh, a couple spots on defense, linebackers specifically, uh, and then O line is the other big one. Like. So where where would you go here if you're them, knowing that Paris Johnson's off the board, uh, et cetera? So I don't like any of the tackles available at 13. I think the next guy on my list, I uh, just let me just check. Uh, yeah, it's Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. So obviously he's he's my next guy. I, he's he's above Roderick Jones for me. Um, this seems a little high for him. I could see I could see him taking him because tackles always get pushed up in the first round, and like the the top seven tackles are good football players and they're going to just get pushed up because no one wants to miss. Right. Um, I think Nolan Smith would be interesting here for a defensive minded Mm. head coach guy, always looking for pass rush upside. And Nolan Smith has excellent pass rush juice. Now, um, you know, Lucas Van Ness is here. I don't know. I just think knowing Robert Sala, knowing what he likes, you know, do they go Joey Porter jr. here? That would be another interesting one to play opposite of sauce Gardner. Um, Nolan Smith seems like the right kind of player for them, um, but they do need a tackle and they do need linebacker. I just don't think the tackle value is great here. So that's kind of what I'm Yeah, this is a, a probable try to trade down. You also wonder, could they like trade down and go after another weapon for Rodgers? Yeah. Could they do like a Dalton Kincaid situation? Something like that. They or obviously Jackson signed a bunch Smith of receivers. Here if you really like yeah, him. they they could. I mean, they did. They just obviously drafted Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State last year, and that's been fantastic for them. They just signed a bunch of you know. They signed Lazard. They signed a couple of these guys. Um, man, this is a this is a tough one. I, let's let's get crazy. Let's go Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia, um, which I don't think is like crazy crazy. The dude ran a four three nine. Like he's a beast. It's him now. And, it's him and Montez Sweat. Like that's that's the kind of athlete we're talking about. His film is insane. Like he, the way he moves, the way he can rush the passer, the way he bends. Like he's got a little bit of like Vaughn Miller to his game. Mm-hmm. And if you if that's the comp you're getting for him, like at thirteen, yeah, take that at thirteen, right? And he fits kind of your defensive philosophy of pass rush first, second, third. So I think that's a good fit. All right, let's do it. Nolan Smith uh, for the Jets. That leaves their division rival Patriots on the clock. Uh, hilariously, New England, uh, the PFF has quarterback as a need for them. Uh, not, <laughs> not huge Mac Jones fans seems unlikely that they'll actually go that route, but they do like, to me, they do need some playmakers, right? Like they don't yeah, have, they I'm don't not have forgetting anybody at wide receiver. Um, but they, they just, historically don't draft receivers well, you know, yes. like in the first round. And I think if you're got a defensive head coach, Bill Belichick, I think, Lucas Van Ness goes either here to Green Bay, the next pick. And I think just looking at this board right now, I think you probably go Lucas Van Ness. So let me throw a wild card at you. Yeah. Is there anybody better at using like these kind of wild card pieces than Bill Belichick? And no. Brian Branch is sitting there. Yeah. As I, a safety corner something. 
Yeah, I mean, I am not as high on Brian. I think he's a good football player. I think the his like lackluster combine has kind of got me a little bit spooked about him at the NFL level, kind of like Kyle Hamilton. Like, you know, everyone thought mm-hmm. he was a top five pick last year, didn't run well. And I think you see because he's going to have like a limited role, right? He can't play true post. He can, he's got to kind of be that nickel box safety probably. Um, yeah, you know, that, that, that feels like a very New England pick. Brian Branch, even though a lot of people are kind of moving them into that 20 to 35 range on their boards, like New England does not mess with that. You know, they kind of march to the beat. Alabama of kid, obviously, you know, yeah. the Belichick saving connection. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like screw that. it. We're doing it. I'm pulling up Belichick. I don't, I don't give a bleep what everyone yeah. else says. Brian Branch is the pick at 14, Yeah. Uh, which then leaves Lucas Van Ness for Green Bay, yep. uh, the edge out of Iowa. Fits real well with what they want to do in rotation with Preston Smith, et cetera. 